Now, normally I abhor interactive homilies. However, you, sir, did you go to Franciscan for like a year? Okay, see, this is why I love the Holy Spirit, because that's eventually where we're going to go. Now, I've not seen you in quite some time. His name is Mike or Matt? Matt. Matt is in the same fraternity as me, and he actually started the fraternity, so thank you for that. Um, I've only known of him in tail, and in fact, I think I have your jumpsuit. I think, yeah, so that's a thing that only him and I are going to understand. It's a fraternity thing. Don't worry about it. However, this is why it's beautiful, because I haven't seen Matt in years. I only knew Matt existed in this town for two reasons. One, when I was a deacon many years ago, we'll call it 2018, because that's when I was a deacon, I was sent here to Charlottesville to preach at Thomas Aquinas for one weekend only uh, in October, and I met Matt's wife, and she said, oh, my husband is in your fraternity, but he's not here tonight. Previously, before that, the first time I interacted with Matt was on the campus of University of Virginia. Now, this was in the year of 2005, a dark time in my life when I had hair very similar to this until January, and that is because I got a reckless driving speeding ticket here in Albemarle County by Officer D.L. Keaton. I may have been scarred by it, but anyway, <laughs> the point is that when I came to go for my day in court here, I happened to be walking across the campus of University of Virginia, even though I was already a freshman at Franciscan University. My father, my mother were here. We were at my dad's neurologist because my dad has Parkinson's and he was being treated by UVA. I saw one gentleman with a Frisbee on that campus and I noticed the Frisbee said Franciscan University and it was Matt. So on a campus full of students, I met Matt because we had both joined the same fraternity at a university that he no longer went to, but I did. If that is not the Holy Spirit, I would like to, to ask you what it is. I have seen Matt three times, and one of those times was actually just his wife telling me about him. And then I looked up from my chair and I said, that is Matt. I know that man. It is the Holy Spirit, and this is why I tell you this. This is what I'm going to preach on today, is the Holy Spirit. Now, this is a prayer that you have heard, I guarantee, if you've been longer than one day a Catholic, you have heard this prayer. You may have said it with me as I was praying it. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts, that we to whom the incarnation of Christ, your Son, was made known by the message of an angel, may by his passion and cross be brought to the glory of his resurrection. The whole point of today's Mass throughout the entire world is that we are praying for an outpouring of the Holy Spirit. It said it right there. Call me a liar. I have the text. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord. Now, what is grace? Besides a thing that we say very quickly before dinner, if you want to know the two prayers that a Catholic knows the best and the worst, ask them to say grace and ask them to recite an act of contrition. Oh my God, who are at least already Amen. That's both your grace and act of contrition. It sounds the same when I hear them. But this notion of grace is something that we forget how important it is. Grace, free, unmerited gift. That is what grace is. We do not deserve it, yet it is poured graciously from the Lord. That is why we say that the Eucharist is the source and summit of all grace. Think of it as a mountain. 
The Eucharist as a top. Rain falls down the mountain, does it not? That's how grace gets to us. And then we, in thanksgiving, return all that praise back to the top of the mountain, which is the Lord. So it flows grace to us, and then it receives all of our praise, right? The source and summit of our faith. Great. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts. That is the entirety of what the prayer of the church wants you to know this weekend. As we are preparing for Christmas, we're waiting for the Lord's coming in memorial of his first coming. We're waiting for his second coming at the end of time. We are praying for one thing, one thing only. If you go back and you look at every single prayer of all of Advent, they all similarly pray for the same thing. Teach us how to use these things on earth so that we can recognize things of heaven. That's it. Every single collect and closing for the entirety of Advent has been focused in that way. You've given us so much, Lord. Let us use it. But let us always get to you by it. Okay, so now we return to the prayer of the church for this Sunday for the entire universal Catholic church. Whoops, I changed the page. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord. So again, the entire beginning is just saying, please, oh, please, oh, please, continue to do what you have already been doing in our lives. Just, just keep going. We don't want any more or any less. We just want you to be consistent. If only our gym attendance was the same, right? Okay, so pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord. And then we ask for a very specific thing, your grace in our hearts. Do we not pray in Psalm 51, create in me a clean heart, O God, put a new and right spirit within me. We do say that, trust me. Your grace into our hearts. This is the psalm that David prayed in Psalm 51 before Christ ever existed. Give us by your grace new hearts. This is the prayer of the church that we pray today. Pour forth, we beseech you, O Lord, your grace into our hearts. And why would we ask for this singular grace, this singular gift, it is because with an increase of grace, with an increase of the Holy Spirit, you are given in return the gift of faith. So we are all preparing to receive gifts in a week, right? And this is the gift that the church wants you to have. The gift of the Holy Spirit, receiving the Holy Spirit into your life. Why? Because the more you take, the more you get. It's beautiful. The only time that you can take, take, take and still have left to give. Right? It, it's, it's unconscionable. It doesn't make sense on a logical level. But God is illogical. Right? Think about what my job is. I am supposed to connect you to the great gray-bearded daddy in the sky. Right? That's how our secular friends talk about it. Trust me, they tell me. It's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous thing to think about. But this is what we are here to do. To be illogical. To be otherworldly. To be unnatural but rather supernatural. We are not taking the world and saying it is wrong. As I said, all of the colics and closings have said and oriented us in Advent to let us know that what we have on earth is good, but it's not great. What we have right now is, is wonderful, but it's not the best. We have to use the grace we have from the Holy Spirit and allow that to give us the gift of faith so that we can use the things on earth to get us to heaven. It's like a math equation, kind of. One plus one equals heaven, right? One plus one plus one equals one when we're talking about the Trinity. But here, one plus one equals heaven. There's nothing else that we need to know. 
We need the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit wants to be active in your life. This is the only time I've given this homily. The deacons preached every other Mass I had. The only time I needed a a homily on the Holy Spirit, Matt is sitting up here. The third time I've ever seen Matt in my life. The Holy Spirit is real. If you do not start believing that, you are going to have a really boring life as a Catholic. If you know that the Holy Spirit is real, if you pray the way the church prays, you're going to have an amazing adventure that we call your life. So with whatever time we have left of this Advent season, we have seven days, that's plenty of time. Maybe you forgot to do the Advent stuff the first three weeks. You have this week to focus then. Hopefully you get out of school soon, you get out of work soon, you don't have to pay attention to the world. You can focus. And here's what you should focus on, what the church asks. Pray that the Holy Spirit be opened in your life so that you can have the gift of faith. The gift of faith allows you to see the beauty of the world while still not being distracted by it and orienting yourself to heaven. My brothers and sisters, we have so much time in this last week to prepare our hearts left. The best way is to pray, come Holy Spirit, every day. We're two days late for you to make it a novena, but if you make it a septina, a word I just made up, I guarantee grace will still be abundant in your life.